Hey, Rachel. Have you ever been struck by lightning? No, I have not. Only in Mario Kart. Uh, Am I right, folks? Mario Kart. Schwing. Um, I once worked with a lady, and she was a little older at the time. Uh I don't know how old she is now. She's much older, I would assume. Well, if she's been struck um, by lightning. She was struck by lightning twice. What? Twice. And she said that was her whole thing. She was like, they say that lightning doesn't strike twice, but it hit me twice. Two times it happened to her. Good Lord. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Anyway, um, I'm hoping that lightning will strike this podcast right now and get us a vehicle. Oh uh, yeah, we're, we're we we would like to acquire any sort of vehicle um, so that we can I don't know advertise our podcast. I it's think a that's little what we like when you take a kid to Toys R Us. Like this is uh, let me tell you what Toys R Us was, listeners. <laughs> Ask it was your a toy store. They had toys, and you could walk down aisles and aisles and aisles. And as a matter of fact, the Barbie aisle just shined pink from yeah, a mile away. It did. Anyway, you would take a kid there, and once they saw things, they for the rest of the year, until whatever holiday or birthday was coming up, they would just beg for shit in that store. And what's happening to me now is I pulled up and I saw another podcast with a vehicle, and I'm just I'm like a kid that had been to Toys R Us. When I went to Toys R Us, I wanted Donkey Kong Country games and Pokemon cards. Nerd. Yeah. This well. is a podcast about movies, and Pokemon are in some movies, but we're going to skip those. Yeah. Uh. We'll skip some of them. What's up, ding-dongs? What's up, kittens? What's up, Corey heads? It's Corey, quote, morgue bits, unquote, craft here. Don't uh, like Introducing uh, Side Talks, the podcast that I'm the co-host of, uh, talking about Toys R Us. All right. Jeffrey. That was- <laughs> Jeffrey the giraffe. Jeffrey kind of worked. Yeah. It was a little misguided. You know, that's the only, I, I, that was my only exposure to the Nintendo Virtual Boy was the display that they had at Toys R Us back in the day. How old is everybody? Can everybody here sing the, Sam, are you too baby to sing the Toys R Us song or do you know it? I shopped at Toys R Us a lot as a kid, but do not remember the song. I don't want to grow up. up. I'm I'm a Toys R Us kid. kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. Something, something. Uh, it goes, there's another verse. I don't remember it. But um, at least we know Sam's been in a Toys R Us. That makes me feel a little less old. Anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about, this is the Toys with the Z podcast. That's right, kittens. That's right, mm-hmm. Corey Heads. Let's Should. go. It's actually Side Talks. I'm Rachel Morgan. Um, Corey Craft already said that. Let's we talk about giraffes. Talk about giraffes. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, uh, of, uh... <laughs> Man, that's weird. Man, that's weird. We just did one of these, but I wanted to do another one because, as I mentioned to you, uh-huh. I watched the Back to this uh, Back to the Future, all three of them, late at night, just you know, working on my laptop and watching stuff in the background. Three good movies. Um, one good movie, one okay movie, and one not so great movie. But we're gonna pick that up later. So shut up. I'm going to talk for a minute about Back to the Future 1985. Okay. The original. And we, listen, I don't need to do too much here because I think everybody knows, if you listen to this podcast, you probably know a little bit about movies, but Eric Stoltz was originally cast as the Michael J. Fox character. What? Yes. Can you believe it? Um, Corey is feigning like he doesn't know this. I'm shocked to hear it. Well, you know, they they did always want Michael J. Fox. He was the person that they had penned for the role, but um, he was, did you, do you know why he couldn't do it? Uh, Michael J. Fox? Yeah. Do you know why? 
family ties, I imagine. Yeah, but specifically, they wouldn't let him out of the contract because I believe the woman who played his mother on the show uh-huh. was pregnant and was uh, therefore on maternity leave. And they felt uh, like they had, they were putting in, you know, he was carrying a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, considering that they had a, one of the main actors missing. And so by the time that what happened happened, he was able to, she was back from maternity leave and was able to kind of carry some things and then michael j fox worked his ass off yeah he would basically shoot during the day and then and then head to the set at night so a lot of the daytime stuff was shot on the weekends yep but uh, point being that they because they couldn't get michael j fox to get out of the contract at first or or sort of share some responsibility they cast eric stoltz who took the role way too seriously and was asked to leave after spending three million dollars worth of shooting budget to have him in the film and apparently leah thompson i think i've talked about this before but i'll just say quickly she was friends with eric stoltz they'd been in stuff together and they were sort of socially friends and Mm -hmm. had been kicking him under the table at meetings with zemeckis and telling him rain it in rain it in and what finally happened was there was a meeting one day when he turned to zemeckis and said isn't it so weird and uncomfortable that i want to sleep with my mom and next thing they knew, they were escorting Stoltz off of the property. Oh, Lord. Off of the lot. So anyway, if you hopefully you didn't know all of that. But point is, is that Michael J. Fox was um, was not the original cast Marty, right? And Michael J. Fox, of course, makes that movie work. Well, it, he definitely brings the humor that Zemeckis wanted. Yes. I just think it's a different film with Stoltz in it and not the film that Zemeckis was making. They weren't making the same film. And right. I think Stoltz agreed. I mean, I think he was like, I, was, I probably should have walked. They are not highlighting the things that are make this thing interesting to me anyway more importantly than that um do you remember when michael j fox crashes into the field and the farm do i yeah and uh an old dude comes out an older gentleman even yep. though he's probably younger than me now but he 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 reads as old dude uh as a matter of fact his name is poppy body comes yep. out and sees uh, Michael J. Fox's character getting out of the DeLorean is like, what is this? Because he's back in time. Yep. Well, that gentleman looked familiar to me. Okay. His name is Will Hare. Do you know Will anything Hare. about him? No. About Pa Peabody. I was like, where do I know that guy? He is Grandpa and Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why he looked familiar to me. He, I love his IMDb page because uh-huh. it's like, he's played Red. He's played Judge. He's played Old Man several times. And you know what his film debut was? No. 1956, Hitchcock's The Wrong Man. No way! So I thought that was a fun, you know, yeah. we, we do on this segment, man, that's weird. We make some connections from one film to another, and I thought that was kind of a fun one. And I definitely, this time, I mean, as a little kid seeing this, I wouldn't have recognized him, obviously. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, as an adult, I was like, wait, that guy, because his face really, he's the creepy grandpa. Yeah. So I also wanted to point out that I love the use of the DeLorean in this. Of course. Absolutely love it. It's one of my dream cars. We've had a couple show up at the at the festival by request. I think we've even paid somebody a couple hundred bucks to like bring it and have it at a party. Yeah. I love this thing. And um, Zemeckis received a fan letter from John DeLorean. No Right way. after the film came out saying, thank you for using the car. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. I, I, you know, th- that story is a very interesting one to me. The the DeLorean, the DeLorean story. story. What was the whole doc about it? Too, I've, right? I've seen it. It's 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 an okay yeah. doc. It's an interesting interesting story. story. Could could use a better maybe narrative around it or or doc around it. Anyway, um, here is the presidential connection. Okay, you probably know this too, don't you? Um, well, I know Reagan is referred to in He's, the movie. He is with the the dialogue. Um, Ronald Reagan, the actor from from Doc Brown in 1955 right. or whatever. No way he could be president. I mean, it is the equivalent of us going back in time and being like, no, Trump, the guy from The Apprentice. He's <sighs> going to be. I know. 
that just brought it down, didn't it? Well, anyway, apparently they had to get permission from Reagan to use that line. Which Why? You don't. Well, because it's Zemeckis and Zemeckis is going to get permission. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. So same it's reason. It's not even same, like a derogatory I'll tell joke. You why. I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. The same reason that Eric Stoltz isn't in this film is why they had to get presidential permission, if you know what I mean. Well, he didn't fucking get permission for using anybody's likeness in Forrest Gump. Mm. But we don't know. That's that a for different sure. story. Anyway, apparently Reagan screened the film and and loved it. He actually had the projections for play the scene and and chuckled and laughed. But th- this is my favorite part. Uh-huh. So in 1986, in the State of the Union address. This is the quote. As they said in the film, Back to the Future, where we're going, we don't need roads. Well, he let the infrastructure crumble, so uh, we don't. there might be something to that. Bump, bump. Um, okay, so here's another good connection. You ready? When Lorraine follows Marty back to Doc's house uh-huh. in the film, she and Doc exchange an awkward greeting. And that actually marks the only on-screen dialogue that Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson have. Yeah. Even though they've been in six films together. Six? Isn't that wild? Wait a minute. Okay, so they're in the three Back to the Futures together. You have to pull the IMDb up while I continue what to talk. Because I, d- I didn't drill into that. So pull that up and all see, right, if, you can, right, see right. if you can eye it while I continue to talk. Um, so Eric Stoltz, as we know, was in this film originally cast. But here's a, here's a funny one. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Would later play the title character. So he was originally cast as, as, as Marty McFly. Okay. Eric Stoltz would later play the title character in The Fly 2 That's from right. 1989, yep. where his character's first name was Martin. So he may have never been Marty McFly, but he was Martin the Fly. I don't like that. Yes, you should. <laughs> but that is funny. Do you know who else auditioned for the role of Marty McFly? Very famous actor. Thomas Cruise. I don't think so, no. Well, that would have been right around the time would he was still been. playing Little Nerds. And maybe he did, but what I do know is that Johnny Depp. Auditioned oh, and, and auditioned, and also was not. There were no notes about it. Like nobody thought for one second he was going to be in it. Like uh-huh. there's this isn't a like he almost got the role. This yeah, is a like a... nobody could remember it. And later, I think somebody pulled up some old footage or something and was like, "Oh, he auditioned." And all the directors and producers were like, "Yeah, we have no recollection of that whatsoever because he sucks." <laughs> they, I'm putting words in their mouth. Um, and then. Here's an here's my favorite one because uh-huh. this is actually relates to a film that I very very much love. When while you're still looking, when Marty pretends to be Darth Vader, there's a scene where Marty Marty McFly pretends to be Darth Vader from yep. the planet Vulcan. That's he right. Plays a tape labeled Edward Van Halen. He goes into he's he's going into his George McFly's room, his his father but young, trying to sort of convince him that he's from the future, and he plays again pulls out a tape and plays Edward Van Halen is what it says across it. Uh huh. And it wakes it wakes him up out of his sleep, him being George McFly, and and he it works. It convinces him that that this that this is actually a creature from the future. So what plays, what actually plays, is an untitled Eddie Van Halen original, written for the 1984 film The Wildlife, which is one of my favorite sort of deep cut 80s films. The Wildlife. Because it is a poor man's Fast Times Ridgemont High. To the point that it that it it was like yes. really trying it, it it features Chris Penn so I have this on VHS. Isn't this also based on a Cameron Crowe thing? Like I a, need to like look at it. Might be it might be sort it of might, thing. Yes, it might I, be. This is this is a deep cut because this movie's been like kind of out of circulation. It's out of print, and I have a VHS tape of it. So Sick. if you go to VHS Time Machine at some point in the next year, you might happen to get the the privilege of seeing the wild yeah it was written by cameron crowe 
Well, let me tell you something else about the wild else about the wildlife. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. It stars Leah Thompson and Eric Stoltz. Insane. So anyway, that's a fun wraparound to me. So do you want to tell us what you've discovered on the World Wide Web? Well, the only movie that I recognize the title of is, of course, Nick Castle's 1993 <laughs> family classic, Dennis the Menace, where Leah Thompson is Dennis the Menace's mom. Whoa. And of course... Uh, Christopher Lloyd is the villainous hobo switchblade Sam who menaces And they must not Dennis. have a scene together. Uh, I guess not. We'll have to do a retractions and bring you the other two since Corey's actually well, not one's called this. The Haunted Lighthouse from oh, 2003, so, okay. so that that doesn't exist. And then I couldn't find a sixth. So we'll have to we'll have to bring you back some answers. Yeah. I'll also make another connection. Pretty sure that Leah Thompson married Howard Deutsch. Yep, because they got they have a daughter. And uh, Howard Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch. Yeah, Howard Deutsch is known for directing Pretty in Pink. I well, he directed. He worked a lot with John Hughes. I think he directed Pretty in Pink. And he, yeah, I think. I think or or I think right about that. one of the others. Well, I think that they, I definitely know that they met while making um, some kind of wonderful. Yeah. So and there you Zoe go. Deutsch is a wonderful actress in her own right now. Um, showed up in. The latest movie from Sidewalk alumna director Quinn Shepard called Not Okay, which is a Hulu original. Wow. If you Love check Quinn it out Shepherd, too. Yeah, Love her. pretty good movie, Not Okay, with Zoe Deutsch. Nice. So check it out if you're interested. Anyway. Well, we might have some retractions here because we've been kind of circling the wagons, if you will, about some stuff that we're not totally sure about. So stay tuned for retractions. Or if you know the answer, podcast at sidewalkfest.com would save us some time. So we'd love that. So that's right. That was a uh, man that's weird. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Well, this is what we're watching, and I've kind of, I feel like I've kind of covered what we're watching. I did watch um, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Back to the Future 2, to me, starts out a little clunky, but it gets a lot better as it goes. I agree. I am pissed about the Crispin Glover stuff. It, it is really offensive when you watch it. And, and it's distracting and weird. He, yeah, and he didn't consent to it. Um, but I, I don't, neither, neither, none of these films, actually, none of, none of the three of them are as good as I remember them to be. But oh, the first one's great. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. So it's hard for me to parse out what's nostalgia and what I'm actually digging, you know? Yeah. But I am a fan of any time, especially at that, it, 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 stuff I saw in the 80s that would do this a lot, which is the sort of this character going back in time to the 1950s or 60s. And that happened in Peggy Sue Got Married, right. which I really, really love a lot too. So I'm a bit of a sucker for these. And I don't think the film is necessarily as good as, you know, as probably I I feel like I connect to it. Well, I'll go out on a limb and suggest that the director of Peggy Sue Got Married is a better director than the director of Back to the Future. <laughs> and why would that be, Corey? Because Francis Ford Coppola is the director right. of Peggy Sue Got Married and not trying to slight old Bobby Z, who has made a lot of great movies that I love, including Back to the Future. But I think even Bobby Z would acknowledge he's no Francis Ford Coppola. Well, and Coppola let Nicolas Cage do that, which Hell yeah, uh, he did. Which my is... favorite is Kathleen Turner was like, I was there on the first day and I was like, oh, that's what he's going to do. Hell yeah. Hell yes. I'm so excited for Francis Ford Coppola coming back with this big budget movie he's been wanting to make for 20 years. Yeah. Megalopolis. And if you're on Instagram... Francis Ford Coppola is also on Instagram, and he is a delight. So wow, I did not actually know him. that. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. Good, good suggestion. I watched Jaws again. Uh, again, a lot of us happening. I've got a lot of sort of chugging along with work. Yeah. Um, both regarding college stuff. Um, 
where I teach, but also some sort of sidewalk, like asking people to do intros and sort of this this, this time of year kind of thing. So yeah. there's some stuff on in the background. I got no new insight about Jaws. Turns out it's a pretty good film. Uh, some might say <laughs> the best movie ever made, or at least our personal uh, favorites. Well, I really do love. I teach a couple of scenes in this, and there are some the the fun stuff with the with the effect of the zooming and moving the camera thing oh, is just yeah. really really lovely. And and as is in that same sequence, the manual wipe, if you will, where people are walking past the camera. Uh, that's incredible. It's really really great post production work, and and really some some great cinematography and shooting as well. But that's I'm not uncovering anything here when I say Jaws is a good film. Um, so anyway, I will uh, hush now and and see what you you've been watching. Well, um, I I've seen some things fairly recently that I'd like to highlight. Um, I I want to talk about a, a rewatch first. Uh, it's, I haven't been rewatching a lot of stuff lately, um, but my wife swore that she had never seen David Fincher's Seven. So I put that Weird. on. I know, right? She, I, does she still swear by it or did she see it and kind of go, oh, I She was it. like, I remember the ending having yeah. something with a box, but like- She's seen it. She didn't remember any other details about it. So yeah. it was it was as good as, as a first time watch for her. Did she end up liking it? Yeah, very much. Yeah. And so did I. I. It had been a while since I'd seen Seven. It's been I a, fear I'm not going to like it if I watch it again. I don't know. It really holds up. I think it's really good. Here's the thing, though. I didn't love it when I first saw it. Well, then you probably won't And I do remember feeling like this feels like it's going to be dated, and I bet it has that vibe to it. It doesn't to me. I mean, other than like having old Trent chug along on the soundtrack every now and again with, with, you know, Nine Inch Nails, like prime 90s Nine Inch Nails. Speaking of, I did see the one of the things I did watch, and it was like a, it's like a driving past a car wreck, and you're like, I'm not going to look, and Uh then something makes you turn your head, and that is that Britney Spears posted a video of her dancing too closer with a new pole that she got for her living room. Oh, no. Why is that something? Eek. Why are we saying eek at that? Is that something we don't it's want to not, look at? Yeah, it's upsetting. Okay, all it's, right. I don't know how – I had to – it's like a look and then look away. And okay. And also the pole's cheap. The pole's oh, flim- she can afford pole. a good pole. That's what I kept thinking. I kept thinking, Brittany, if you're going to have a pole and saw, like, get girl, get the pole. Get, get the, the, the pole. pole. Don't get the plastic pole. Don't cheap out on the pole, Brittany. But, yeah, something about Brittany and the I want to fuck you like an animal song, like, it just – the pole, I, Brad, are you following me here? It makes yeah, me I'm feel not down with it. It makes me feel icky. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Unlike you, misogynists, I will reserve full judgment for when I don't watch this wow. this video. Wow. Um. Wow. Anyway, look, I <laughs> I support women. I, look, That's all I'm going to say. I support women. I support. Uh, I support the pole. Canonically, I'm there's an ally. something uncomfortable about Britney Spears, this Nine Inch Nails song. All the things we know about Trent Reznor and a shitty pole that combined made me feel uncomfortable. I sue me. What do we know about Trent Reznor? <laughs> I actually don't want to know the answer <laughs> yeah, to that. Don't, don't don't ruin you Trent don't Reznor for me. You don't want to know. I I kind of I kind of like Trent. You don't I like know. um I like all that shit. Um and he's a good composer for film and television now. So we'll According just According to Courtney Love, he's a redneck. Okay. Well, who isn't these days? I live in Alabama. Obviously, I have a high tolerance for rednecks True. to some degree. True. Um, but we're not talking about that. Okay, so seven held up for me. You know, honestly, uh, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. The Kevin Spacey stuff plays considerably different now, but right. it might actually play a little better. <laughs> I can hear, I can believe that. I can believe that. Um, because, I mean, we don't have to. He's go got into a new that. film coming out. So they say, I can't wait to not watch it. My favorite are the European countries that are like, we don't really care. We'll release it. Who gives a shit? I mean, All Roman right. Polanski has a new film coming <laughs> yeah. out. Um, 
Yeah. You know, oh, I, Double speaking feature. of Polanski, I did watch Polanski's movie Tess from 1980, the yeah. adaptation That's of Tess. That's a childhood favorite of the, for me. Was it really? <laughs> Yes, isn't that crazy? That's so crazy because it's such a fucking bummer. I know. She really goes through it. I really had the two VHSs and was That's like, hilarious. inject the one, put the other That's one in. That's really love funny. It, I, it is nine, a really good movie. Nine or ten year old me, love it. Nastasia Kinski yeah. did help with that, but yeah. She's, yeah, she's gorgeous in it. And yeah. it's a, it, the movie itself is gorgeous too. That's really well done. I wasn't going to bring that up, but since we got on the subject sure. of Roman Polanski, why not? Um, scumbag guy who's a really gifted filmmaker bummer right (laughs) bummer Um, and guess what will not be happening at vhs time machine the two vhs double tape version of test that's too that's too bummed y'all yeah it's too bummed um and then finally i all i want to say is uh my summer project and he only made seven movies so it was an easy project to some degree was to watch the filmography of Andrei Tarkovsky, the Soviet filmmaker. Right. Um, and I completed his filmography by watching his final film, The Sacrifice, the other night. Cool. Um, I kind of flipped for all of his movies. I kind of flipped for the guy in general. I love his style. He has a very distinctive, dreamy style. These movies are very slow. Um and they're very philosophically and spiritually dense. Um, and all of this was to me like catnip. I went, you know, kind of fucking bananas. And I, I, I would have to say if we were to revise the the top 200 films list, Whoa. Um, there are some Tarkovsky films that would probably make an appearance nice. on that. Uh, specifically, uh, Andrei Rublev, uh, Solaris, and uh, The Sacrifice. I think those are my three of favorite of his movies but i also loved mirror and stalker very 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 much um stalker is a fucking crazy movie yeah um so i i'm going all in on tarkovsky i'm sure i'll talk more about his movies uh as i re-watch them and sort of get to know them a little better over the coming uh months and years hopefully because for now he's one of my guys he's one of my guys and i'm looking forward to learning more about his work even though i've seen them all now so let me ask you are you personally updating your 200 list as you go no um i Something to think i've about. got kind of like a like a unranked 100 favorites list on letterboxd that i tried to update for a little while there and then yeah, kind of fell off it, of it yeah. because i i have been watching all of these sort of monumental classics of world cinema that i hadn't seen right. so i'd seen the tarkovsky's i watched louise Bunuel's the uh, exterminating angel um, and I've seen a lot of like really, really, really great movies that if I were to sit down and reconceptualize my list, uh, might pop up on it. So that is a project I'm going to have to kick down the road for a bit at least uh, until post-festival and until the school year is uh, settled in a little bit more. I hear you. And by the time that this releases, this will have passed. So maybe pointless to say, but we are during our film one on one series screening the last picture show this week. Yeah. And it is one of my all time favorites, uh, a true classic, a, a just incredibly gorgeous film. And as I was, as I've been revisiting it, it feels more and more relevant than it ever has. Well, I don't know if you saw this, and this is probably the final thing that we should say because we're going a little long, but. Criterion is releasing a yeah. 4K Blu-ray edition of The Last Picture Show. Guess what's included as, as a special feature? Texasville? Yep. I love Texasville. And that that is one people will fight me on. I, I actually I love not, Texasville. I have not seen it. 
You should watch Texasville because I don't think you'll like it, and then I'll fight you on it. I love The Last Picture Show. Uh, it's a very different okay. film. All right. I'm it excited to see it. It is a very different film, I'm excited and I, to see I don't know that you're going to like it. Okay. I actually don't know that somebody who hasn't lived in Texas for a significant amount of uh-huh. time in their life could like it. But I'm interested to hear what you think. Okay. Because it, it, a lot of people go, like, how did you do that when that was the, when, when this is the follow-up to that great film? Well, so. Bogdanovich's career <laughs> kind yeah. of... Uh... Well, guess what? Polly Platt directed The Last Picture Show. Just saying. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we've been watching. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Side Talks podcast. We're your own personal cinematic pump teeny and pump a. Oh my God. I can't even do it. Oh, Jesus. Pump a politan. Pump a politan. What, what is this? It took a minute, though. Pump TD. All right. What is what is the pump prefix? Do you know anything about reality TV? Is Do it, you know about is this? The like a Bravo, Bravo, Vanderpump bullshit. Bullshit. I know very little, but I have seen some episodes. Okay. In passing, I'm not going to call out my little brother on this podcast that well, he will never hear. Well, you just did. He watches Real Housewives. Not only does he watch this shit, he went to BravoCon to. Hang out with Holy these people. Shit. Yeah, I need to hear more about this. Not well, right now, but I, I definitely. I mean, you can if you want. I don't have that much more to report. Can we call report. him? Can we call him and, and ask him about? Well, this? he's. Or will he admit it? Will he confess? He probably won't. Okay. He probably won't. Can but you, we do need to. We. I need to do some further some notes from him and just we'll 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 hide his identity. I'll do what I. Well, yeah, my unnamed little brother. Well, let me tell you something. I need you unidentified. To, I need you to ask your little brother because here the, the restaurant's called Pump. Uh huh. The show, I guess, is what Vanderpump rules. Vanderpump rules. Like, so this, the restaurant was called. It's closed, from what I can tell. So I couldn't get us a reservation. I can't. Where pump. was it? It was uh, in L.A. Okay, so he yeah. probably has not been to it. If it had he, been in New York, have. where he lives, he would yeah. have gone to it. He may not have been to it. Um, but he, the, neither one of these drinks, by the way, uh-huh. are anything that you, you know spectacular. Like when I started to write down what what the pumptini is, and it's just it's vodka and fresh grapefruit and fresh lime and raspberry, and it's got a little sugar rim. That all sounds just normal. All uh-huh. of these drinks sound normal. They're just called things like pumptini and, and um, pumpapolitan. And there are menu items that are like pink pump burger, which just, no. anyway, it's, what? well, Ugh. it's probably why it closed, but there are a couple of other drinks on the menu. They are exactly what you think they're going to okay. be, but I do like the name. So I oh thought I'd God. share them with you. All right. And then you can make a decision whether or not you're going to be a pump teeny or a pumpapolitan. Okay. Take my tie off. My, t- okay. Get it? Yeah. Take my tie off. Why? <laughs> Brad is getting up and leaving. I didn't know he was allowed to do that. Why hasn't anybody else? Guess what? A, guess guess what? A take my tie off is. It's a my tie. <laughs> what? It's a my tie. It's my tie. Can you believe? Oh it? yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't. Can you believe it? And um, finally, an espresso yourself. Oh fuck off. <laughs> You're welcome. Pump, it's closed. Or we'd go. I would say, please sponsor us to go out and have drinks at Pump. Because this is the other thing I realized. These drinks, now, I don't know how long ago it closed. My guess is maybe COVID casualty. Yeah, or or yeah, maybe yeah. people just got tired of the uh, um, Pumpapolitans. But it, $14? This You could go get a $14 drink in Birmingham right now. You know? And we're, I, not, we're not at Pump. <laughs> we're not at, we're not at a, a celebrity stars restaurant. I am in that 
sort of dangerous teetering space in my life right now where I am extremely tempted to go out and get a $14 drink somewhere. Yeah. Well, um, you can get them many places here. That isn't outrageous. I would think that I was going to pump. I would be planning on spending, you know, a, a couple hundred bucks on a pumpatini. Jeez. I, I mean, what? You got to pay to play. What did... You're gonna. All those reality stars are serving you and fighting and fussing, and you're seeing that live. What's know? the What's the line in the Wolf of Wall Street where Rob Reiner is yelling at them for spending like thousands of dollars on on a on a single dinner, and he's like, "What did the sides cure cancer?" Yeah, like, I need- if I'm spending hundreds of dollars on a drink, I I would hope it would cure cancer, but it sounds like this might actually just cause it. That is actually. Let me make a note of that because that would be a great one for you know what for the soundboard. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? That'd be a great little soundbite. Well, and Jonah Hill, who's a notoriously chill dude who's never done anything wrong, then Pokemon responds. Go to the polls. Oh my god! So what are you gonna do? Pump a teeny? Oh no, excuse me. Pump teeny. Why can't I get this right? That's the other thing. Is like I've got to really think about it to order it. Pump teeny, or a pumpapolitan. By the way, if you write out the word pumpapolitan and look at it, you'll understand why I'm having such trouble. Yeah, it just doesn't even nonsense. look like it should be a word. I wish um, you would say that word more. <laughs> I bet you. Do. I don't. I bet um, you do. I would. I guess the pumptini. I don't. I don't love cosmopolitans, but I don't really love martinis either. But this one sounds okay. Oh my god! I hate that. I hate that one. <laughs> I hate that clip. It really bothers um, them. I'll say this: that like I bet that the uh, proprietors of Pump wish that it were still open, given that that show, from what I understand, has had a recent adulterous scandal that has propelled it back Ooh. into the limelight. Wow. I don't know anything about it, but I keep seeing the fucking headlines at like variety of people just like, "Can you believe that two people cheated on their spouses with one another?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know who these I, people I are." Can so. I can believe that? I I thought that was a thing that kind of happened on these shows all the time. All the time. Well, they and they just put these people in a room and then they fight. It's just like pure chaos. They're all every chaos demon in LA. They put them in a room and then they just go to it. Yeah, I mean. So what did you say, Pumptini? Pumptini. Pumptini. All right. Reluctantly, Rachel has to be the Pumptini. I can't even say it. Pumpapolitan. I love. We're just about. I love the way you say it. And he actually had a great idea. Which is that should just be a a mic check thing now. It should be like mic check one two Pumpapolitan. Pumpapolitan. Yeah. (laughs) Pumpapolitan. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. She does have cute dogs. I'll say that she's got cute dogs. Who? Miss Vanderpump? Vanderpump uh, rules. I don't like the name Vanderpump. I with respect. I would totally take that name. I would drop Morgan right now and take it because uh, the bank account would come along with hey, it. Hey, you should just randomly <laughs> just do that. Just be like, I'm, I'm Rachel Pump Apolitan Vanderpump. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, watch the money roll in. <laughs> watch it roll in. Uh, That's thanks. my problem, my name. That's right. Thanks to Batwell Studios. That's right. That's what I was going to say. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Um, and why don't you visit SidewalkFest.com where you can get tickets uh, and passes to the 25th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival. And which, see us live. Which, by right. the way, the next time we record, we'll not be in the studio, but we'll be live. We'll so the be next time in you the cinema. Us, we'll be live. That's it. Like recorded live. 12.45 on Saturday the afternoon. The 26th of August. Uh, at the Sidewalk Cinema. I want to say Theater A. Yeah, but if you just make your way they're around right that next time, door like you're gonna find us 20 you'll, feet you'll, from you'll hear apart from each the other the word kittens being echoed in a fucking room that's right because 
all of the kittens and Corey heads are going to come out to see Corey quote more bits unquote craft hold court in a live to a live studio audience. Well, so, I'm going to make a commitment um, to you right now that, uh-huh. that we will be drinking Pumpapolitans. I event. will be drinking a end of sentence. That's just going to happen. Um, even though it's a marathon, not a sprint, and that's still early in the festival, so I shouldn't we get drunk. We can handle. We can. We can. We can sip a Pumpapolitan. I'll sip a Pumpapolitan. <laughs> It's harder than you think it is, it people. Is. If everyone could right now, if you're driving in your car and you're alone, or heck, if you're in the car with other people, if you could all say with me right now, Pumpapolitan, I think you'll get what, uh, why this is really kind of difficult, more difficult than you think when you just, you know, hear somebody else say it. Pumpapolitan. August 21st <laughs> through 27th, this the 25th annual Sidewalk Film Festival, SidewalkFest.com. Bye-bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.